Come on. 
with our hearts, oh, the hearts wide open, yes, praise and love, oh, oh we minister to Him, we minister, that your voice is, that your voice is high, that your voice is high, minister to Him.
is Etienne's son and uh, he's one of the interns but he's uh, a permanent intern because he's a son but he had something he became the pastor of your church one of the pastors so amen well we, he had something from the Lord so you share and then just turn it over to your dad okay go ahead good morning everyone in 2014 and 15, I really felt that the Lord placed such an urgency in His body for a unity move. And all over the world as we traveled, you could pick up that there's this real urgency for the body to get together again. And we knew that there was something big going to happen 2015 September. It was prophesied all over the world. And then the Lord showed me that on the 1st of September, out of heaven, He released angels in chariots of fire with trumpets that will be going across all the earth looking for children of God that will answer the call for the army of heaven on earth to step up and get into alignment. And we as God's army on earth need to get into alignment with God's army in heaven in this season that we're moving into. And I believe this is a season where we will really encounter the face of the lion and the face of the ox. And we're going, God is coming to pour out new revelation and new strategy in this season that creation has not seen before. It is something new. And like my dad said, if our altars are restored and we take up that living sacrifice, we become that sacrifice, God will provide the fire. And it will be a fire that will consume anything and everything that stands in the way of what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do in Moravian Falls, in America, in this world. And we will see victory after victory after victory. 
And that's the season what we are in now. It's authority, it's power, and we as an army on earth need to step up now and take that authority that's been placed inside of us. I believe that angels on the way to Moravian Falls, and it's up to you. Are you going to answer the call that God is releasing in the Spirit for His army to stand up in this season? Bless you in Jesus' name. I'd like to introduce a great man of God that doesn't only preach or he doesn't listen to anyone else's teachings and goes and just copies that or reads a book and then goes, okay, I'm going to speak about this. I'd like to introduce my dad, Etienne Blom, and it's just awesome to see how God's using him. And he doesn't just stand here and preach, he lives it and he encounters it and he does whatever God tells him to do. He doesn't care what you think, what you say, it's about what God has placed on his heart. Bless you. Good morning. We had such an awesome time here. It started with the worship and, and at night times you can't sleep. The heavenly activity, it's just amazing. I should actually pray that God send me here permanently. It's actually amazing here. I love it. I love it. And we had awesome word from Bonnie and what an honor to be with Bonnie in this place. And I hope you people realize what a gift that is that God has sent you. And you must, and I'm not saying it, I'm saying all over the world, you people must realize that Bonnie has got her own calling, her own ministry. And what she received from Bob, the Lord showed me, she's taking it higher and further. God always releases the higher, the higher. And that's why you must always listen. Don't come to listen to Bob. Come to listen to Bonnie. There's something new that God is using in her to release. And you need to receive it. And you need to honor the gift that God has sent to you. Well, we spoke about open heavens. Everybody is interceding for revival, for fire. And I want to tell you it's here. Instead of begging for revival, start saying thank you. Amen. Now we've got a chance. The fire is here. So why are you begging? Why are you asking? It's now from us to step into it. We've released some keys. Bonnie has released some keys. I have released some keys which God has given us. But now it's to, to do, to step and to show revival in yourself. To show the fire. To show love. Start with Hebrew 1. There are many keys for us to step and to host revival. When God sends revival, it's not just an outpouring. It's a never-ending story. It's a never-ending journey. The problem is where outpourings are supposed to be turned over into revivals. But what we do, we forget and we don't know how to host the King of Kings. And that is where worship is the key. That is the beginning. That is a foundation where you learn how to host your Father in heaven. 
As when we worshipped this morning, it was absolutely amazing. The heavens were open, the angels were here, the clouds of witnesses came in, the men in white linen, the seven spirits of God, and it was just heavenly activity upon this place. But are you still in that place right now? Are you still hosting the glory of God? Are you still that reflection? Are you still making that sound that invites the king to be seated in this place into eternity? And let's start. I'm going to release a few keys for you in Hebrew 1, and that might give you a different outlook on Hebrew as well, from a different perspective and a different angle. In many separate revelations, this is out of the Amplified, it says in brackets, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. And in different ways, God spoke of all to our forefathers and by the prophets. In many separate revelations, which each revelation is just a part of the truth. What does he mean? The rest a lie? No. The Hebrews believe that in all scriptures there are at least 40 layers of revelation. I want to go even further. God is so big. He is trillions and billions and millions dimensions. He is eternity, so there's much more than 40 layers. What does it mean? Let's say the seven of us read a scripture. Each and every person is going to get a portion of revelation. That means we might differ in all our revelations, but none is wrong. And that is what we need to learn in life. We normally sit in Bible study groups or churches and somebody will give a revelation. And if your revelation is not the same as mine, you're wrong. No. God reveals portions, portions, and entices you to get closer, to draw you closer, and to pursue Him more and more. And it says in those days, He spoke through the prophets to the people. And still today... He speaks to the prophets first. He, gets a re he reveals it to the prophets first. But listen to this now. But in the last of these days, He has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom He appointed here. But let's just stop there. He's spoken to His son, a person as His son. I want to ask you this morning, Ain't you a son? Ain't you a son of God? So what did God, Jesus, declare there that said, Listen here, you are my sons. I want to speak to you. Come and listen. There's no more just the priest or the pastor or the, or the whoever, what title I've got that hear God's voice. It is you, all his sons. He wants to reveal himself to his sons. And the Son of God, Romans 8 says, Of those who are controlled by my Spirit, I call my Son. And this morning, God invites you to be seated with Him, that He can speak to you. He wants to release you, your blueprint, your destiny, your purpose in your life. He wants to reveal to you, not through other people. He's seeking that face to face. Listen here, whom he appointed here and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the riches of space 
and the ages of time, he may produce, build, operate it, and arrange them in order. Whom he appointed, heir and lawful owner of all things. And this is a major key. Do you want revival? We sang about bringing heaven to earth. You are the connection between heaven and earth. And how do I bring it down? By taking possession, full ownership of what God has given you. He created you to rule. He created you as a king. He created you as a royal priest. He created you as a son. He gave you rulership. He gave you dominion. But we are not taking possession because if we took possession, the world will not be in chaos. And now it's time to realize how privileged we are that we've been appointed. This belongs to us. To all of us. All of the world belongs, all of creation belongs, because you are His Son. And now you've got to take that authority that's been given to you, and we need to start ruling and come to this place and say, Devil, enough is enough. You're not in the plans and the purpose of my life. Get lost. And that's when He created the devil who was still in heaven. In Ezekiel 28, it said, The devil had a breastplate of nine stones. You've been created with a breastplate of 12 stones. Power and authority over the devil is under your feet. It is time. Take possession. Take ownership. Realize not only your house, everything is yours. And how do you steward in the natural your own things of your own house? You care about it. You possess it. It is your, you are proud about it. But how proud are you about the kingdom of heaven? What is your passion to rule? What is your passion and how is your passion to glorify God? And that is the reason revival means taking possession. Where possession are taken, rulership of heaven, it is impossible not for fire to manifest. Where possession and rulership are, are taken place, it means that you have released the light, the favor, the blessing of God, His fullness. That the earth is covered by His mantle, by His glory. God manifests His fire and His fire is love. It is time. I want to say it, and I'm going to say it, and you've heard it so many times. This place has been called for revival. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Take possession of the gift of fire that God released upon this place and given you. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm on fire. There are so many angels in this place. There's so much fire in the atmosphere. And you're going to start burning. I'm telling you, your seed's going to start burning. Your face is going to start burning. Your, your stomach's going to, your heart's going to start burning. You're going to breathe Holy Spirit fire as you're sitting right there. And while you're sitting, sickness, disease will go. You receive your healing right now in His presence. You receive your healing in the fire. It's not the fire that changes the people, it's the heat. The devil can't stand the heat. 
receive that heat from God. His lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the riches of space and the ages of time. He took his son and he co-partnered with his son to create. You are a son of God. God has called you to co-partner with the Holy Spirit that you become part of creation and start creating. It is your choice, people. We're not waiting for God. He's waiting for us. He invited us. The king invited you to heavenly places. Come boldly to the throne. Hebrew 4. But what do we do with it? Once you start participating with him in creation, you can't get enough. You can't get enough of Jesus. You can't get enough of being a king, a priest, and a son. You can't get enough of glorifying your Father in heaven. And that is what we've been called to do. This has all got to do with revival. It's participating with heaven, releasing heaven on earth. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being the outraying and radiance of the divine. And he's a perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. Listen who you are, whom you've been created. If you've been created according to his image and to his image, it means that you are the sole expression of the glory of God. You better start seeing yourself like that. That is a key. If you don't see yourself like that, you'll never step into it like that. Don't worry what people say about you. What does your Father in heaven say? And that is where you come, you become that living sacrifice where you die and yourself, you surrender, you take yourself to the altar, you become that instrument of holiness, and you become glory. Because if you touch glory, you become glory. Stop running after the manifestations of glory. Run after glory himself. Manifestations is just a gift. I can tell you I was safe for, I think, two weeks. And they invited me to come to a prayer meeting from Friday night, 6 o'clock, till Saturday morning, 6 o'clock. Again, Saturday night till Sunday morning. And I went. And it was a room. All the walls were white. And after about two hours of prayer, I looked, and all the walls turned into gold. And everybody stood next to the wall. It was oil and gold, and you could smudge it on the walls. Your hands covered. That is the manifestation of glory. But that's not glory himself. People are pursuing the manifestations. Pursue the fire himself. Pursue the glory himself. Make him first love. That is the key. It's not about our agendas. It's about Jesus. If you want to receive his fullness, if you want to step into that glory, pursue him with no agenda. Your only agenda must be to love him with your whole being and to glorifying him, whatever you do. Any other reason, you're not going to receive. It's all about Jesus. You need to see yourself as a sole expression, the liping, the outrating radiance of the divine. You become that instrument of the impossible. 
You become that giant that God has created you that reflects the radiance of Jesus. You become that mirror image of him. And when the, Holy, when, when the devil looks at you, he fears you. When demons look at you, they fear you. They destroy each other. And that is how dead darkness is going to destroy darkness. When you and I start walking in that glory of God and we a soul expression of Jesus, that they start destroying each other, confusion will come over them. And he's under your feet. Sentence, judged already. And he's a perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling your universe by his mighty word of power. Wow. Jesus. He's a perfect imprint of his image. You and I were created in perfection. Don't let the church or anybody tell you, you will always sin. You have got no right to come into perfection again. You've been created in perfection. You can be restored to what you were before you were in the mother's womb. That was a place of perfection till Adam and Eve sinned. Till you entered into the mother's womb, the perfection left. Mothers, you can bring perfection back into your children. By living Jesus, becoming the sole expression. And I shared with a lady this morning, the Lord showed me a few years ago, he said, when the seed of a man comes in the uterus, in the womb of a mother, the two ovaries forms the wings of the cherubim. And when the wings of the cherubim come together, it is light, it is lightning, it is life <laughs> onto the seed, giving it life and growing that perfection of God, that image of God in the womb. The light that you as a mother release in the womb will raise up your child in a place where it could walk in perfection. Guiding and propelling the universe by His mighty word of power. When God created, He spoke. He released a sound. Your word, your sound, your voice has got power. Bonnie spoke about it. You wrote a book about it. Go and read it. Go and read it. You've got a sound to create. The key is to listen. What does the Holy Spirit say? What are the desires of your Father for creation? And then you can speak and you can release. And it is done. The key is to release the words of the Holy Spirit. Through all this, I want to tell you whom you are. That are, these are all keys for revival. These are keys to walk in intimacy in the presence of God. And when you walk in His presence, you walk in an open heaven. It's impossible to walk with God and it's not an open heaven. 
then we'll stop this religious prayers. Lord, I ask you to open up the heavens. Are you not walking with God? Why do you ask for open heaven? You've got it. Is it not seated in you and you and him? You've got to open heaven. Why do you ask? Why do you beg? Because you don't believe it. You don't see it. You need to see it. And firstly, I need to step in faith into it. In faith, I step into this open heaven. In faith, I walk with God. In faith, I declare His beauty, His splendor, His majesty, His glory. And in faith, I trust and believe it is happening. It's done. What do I do then? My prayers change. No more begging. Thank you, Jesus. It's done. I praise you. I glorify you. Minister unto Him. Thanking and praising Him all the time. When he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Jesus died to cleanse all of us. Jesus died because he is seated. He wants to be seated with his father. Jesus died so that you could be seated with your father. A king sits next to the throne. God the Father on the throne. Jesus next to it. And the word says that you and I are resurrected and seated in Him. In Him. That is where rulership, I call it in, in our South African way, I tell the people, stop praying these sideway prayers. Rulership is from the top down. We pray this religious prayer just, just to and throw instead of up and down. That's why Jesus died. Bringing heaven down, bringing glory down, bringing fire down, bringing rulership and dominion down. I'll never forget it. A few years ago, he said to me, go and read. I was sitting in the palace and he, and he pushed the Bible and said, read Revelation 1. And I read it and said, what have you seen and what have you read? And I explained it to him and said, Lord, I see how you come down all the glory and the stars in your hand and the angels, the sword out of your mouth, the white hair, the fire out of your eyes. And he shook his head and he said, you have not seen and you have not read. Do it again. Same happened. Third time he said, you have not seen, you have not read. Do it again. And he asked me, what have you seen and what have you read? I said, Lord, I can only say what I see, what the word says. He said, no, Etienne, if you were truly intimate with me, you would have seen yourself in that vision. I said, Lord, how arrogant can I be to see myself descending from heaven? He said, no, read your word. Colossians 3 verse 4, you will descend with me from heavenly places. Why? Because we are seated inside of Him. And that is how you need to see yourself. It's no more seeing ourselves separate from Him. Seeing yourself in Him. Where He goes, you go. Where He's present, you are present there. And we need to shift our mindsets. We need to start thinking like Jesus. We need to trust and believe the word. Get back in it. It's alive. 
taken a place and rank which he himself became as much superior to angels as a glorious name title which he has inherited in different form and more excellent than theirs. Jesus was a son. He got a rank. He got a title as a high priest, as a king, as a son. Exactly the same titles are bestowed upon you. Exactly the same DNA of Jesus is inside of you. The same equipment, the same impartation, the same might, the same love, the same power is inside of you. Much higher than angels. I want to tell you, stop running after angels. Angels are just as good as seeing each other. And I say it under the blood of Jesus. I love to see them. I see them all the time. But have you seen Jesus? I go all over the world and the people know I see angels. Please pray for me. I need to see angels. Please lay hands on me. And I'll ask them, have you seen Jesus? No, but please pray for me for angels. I won't pray for you for angels. Because your first love is wrong. Your protocol is wrong. Your order is wrong. You, f- you only want to see Jesus. You've got a higher ranking than angels. You've got power. You've got authority. You've got dominion over him. You're a son of God. We're going to touch on angels a bit later. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. I have established you in an official sonship relationship with kingly dignity. And again I will be to you a father, and he will be to me a son. To whom you are my son, today I have begotten you. Established you in a kingly position. Hey. You're my begotten son. I've established you in a kingly position. I shared it the other night, I think the first night. When Jesus got baptized, baptized, he said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Three years later, when Jesus got transfigured, he said, This is my begotten son. In whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Jesus moved into a place of maturity. He stepped into sonship. Exactly what he needs of us to move into that place of maturity that he can start saying, Listen, listen to him, listen to her. Because why? You'll only step into maturity when you step into the fullness of your kingship, priesthood, sonship. What do I need to, be, to get to that place? I need the seven spirits of God to come and teach and help equipping me, preparing me for a place of maturity to step into the presence of the king, your father in heaven, exactly like the seven handmaidens that Esther had. But because of religion, we neglected it. Those are things that you can encounter. 
Those are things, the spirits that you need to interact with, that God has sent you just as He sent the angels to you as a gift. In Galatians 4, He talks about your counselors, your teachers. Those He's referring there to the seven spirits of God. Taking us, teaching us to step into sonship, into a place of maturity. Moreover, when he brings the firstborn son again into the habitable world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Referring to the angels, he said, God, who makes his angels winds and his ministering servants flames of fire. One of the instructions of our creation is worship God. Never worship angels. You worship with the angels, your Father in heaven. Ministering angels, they are winds. And I'm going to ask you today, I think a lot of people miss the presence of angels. Angels are present all over all the time. A lot of time we'll feel breezes, we'll feel wind, and say, oh, it's windy today, is this, the weather's not good. But have you asked the Lord, is this you, Father? What is this wind? Is it from the light? Is it from the darkness? Are there angels? What is the purpose of it? What do you want me to do with the wind? Don't just take things that is part of nature is how it is. Everything is done with a purpose. And everything that happens around you, in you, has got a purpose, and the purpose is that it must be turned around to glorify your God. It's how you interact. It's how you pursue it. It's how you ask your Father, what do, what do I need to do with the wind to glorify you? Now, I'm going to ask you, there's a court in heaven. I call it the court of the angels. You get there and the Lord asks you, what have you done with the angels I've sent you? What have you done with the ministering angels? How have you used them? Because it's a gift to participate with you. What have you done? What are you going to say? No, Lord, I neglected your gift. And that will make your life so much easier. Why? Now I don't have to step into warfare all the time. There are angels that can do it for me. These things are a reality, people. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying it because I've read it in books. You've heard my son. I don't read books. And all the time that I've saved, I've had read maximum 12 books and probably listened to about 10 or 12 teachings. Only when he instructs me. I've got hundreds of books. He teaches. He's a rabbi. He's a rabuni. And he wants to be restored in that position in your life. Books are good. Teachings are good. They are brilliant. When God tells you to read it. Because then you get impartation. You get shifted. You get renewed. You get released. 
to being obedient. Make sure that most of the things that you know, you have received from Him. But as to the Son, he says to him, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever to the ages of the ages, and the scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of absolute righteousness. Son, there's your throne. Every king has a throne. Are you a king? Yeah, you've got a throne. Where's your throne? Next to the Father. What does the king have? The king has a scepter. Have you received your scepter from your father in heaven? It's favor. It's blessing. It's power. It is authority. And I do a teaching, which we haven't got time today about restoring your crowns, all the crowns, there are 12 crowns in the word that you need to be restored, and all 12 the crowns, just as your breastplate, there are 12 stones. Then God comes and restores your breastplate, he comes and restores your crowns, he put the 12 stones on your crown, because that is how the devil identify you with your authority in the spirit. And when you walk with your scepter, he restores the 12 stones around the head of the scepter, you step into your sonship, priesthood, kingship, you've got the fullness of authority, and the devil runs. That comes with intimacy. That comes, those teachings and things come by intimacy, pursuing Him because you want to glorify Him. You want the truth of Jesus to be revealed. You want the fire of God to fall. And what happens now? Now you're the king, you're the priest, you're the son. You just speak it and it falls. It's done because you've got power and authority. The devil sees you in your restoration of your breastplate, your crowns, and your scepter. Have you stepped into your position and taken rulership, ownership of what has been given to you? Scepter of absolute righteousness, justice, straightforwardness. Righteousness has been given to you at the cross. But you need to step into it. You need to activate it. Straightforwardness. Stop tickling people's ears. Tell them the truth. If they get offended, they must get over themselves. Get rid of your pride if you're offended. As long as you know what I've said, what I've done, is what I saw in heaven. Is what I've heard from heaven. Don't be a people's pleaser. Be a God's pleaser. Fear of God. Fear of God. Fear of God. I'll share quickly. In Ghana, September 2009, I did a leadership conference about 600 leaders. And we started the conference on a Thursday morning, and they asked me to open the conference at 9 o'clock. And as I walked onto the stage, I suddenly saw a vision of an airplane, and behind it a banner. And on the banner stood X2. And he said, call all the leaders to the front. Let them stand in lines. I'm a God of order. And I said, people, I don't know what God's doing, but please just come and stand to the front. 
And the next moment, like in Acts 2, the presence and the Spirit of God fell upon us. People got drunk, people got slain, people travailed, people laughed. Everybody started speaking in tongues. I was on stage with a friend of mine that's also a pastor. It was absolute chaos in the spirit. I did not see it on the people's heads like an axe, but in the spirit I saw fire like I see now. After five minutes, I grabbed the microphone. I shouted, Jesus, please go away. Leave us alone. We're going to die. We're going to explode of your love and your prayer. I beg you, please go. We were all slain and carried on for exactly 30 minutes. Needless to say, the conference was finished for the day. Everybody was finished. I stood up from the floor later and it really felt like you're going to explode into the pieces because of His presence of love and glory. And I walked through the fell to my little bungalow where I stayed and I even walked and said, Jesus, how could you do that to me? And I could never forget it. And I looked up in the spirit and I saw him smiling at me. And he said, Etienne, I have not even touched you with a drop in the ocean of my love. And for the first time in my life, I realized fear of the Lord. Fear of his goodness. Make sure you know what you're asking. Believe me, you'll explode. Make sure you know what you're asking. That you are able to host it. And the more you're in His presence, the better you're going to be able to host. The greater measure He can give. And that's why He says He moves us from glory to glory in His presence. We walk in behind the rabbi in the dust. In His glory. In His glory. In His glory. From glory to glory. So today, I'm much bigger and greater than yesterday. Otherwise, I've backslidden. You've got a throne of forever and ever to the ages and ages, the scepter of your kingdom, the scepter of absolute righteousness, a declaration of rulership into eternity to you. God has given you rulership into eternity, a throne of eternity. Are you seated on it? Don't live to one day go to heaven. Live now to be woven in, to be one with the Father in heaven each and every second on your throne and rule. Stop being religious. One day I'm going to go to heaven. I'm pursuing it to go. No, go now. If you love him, you'll go now. You have loved righteousness. You have delighted in integrity, virtue and uprightness and purpose, thought and action. And you have hated lawlessness, injustice. Therefore God, even your God, God has anointed you with the oil of exultant joy and gladness above and beyond your companions. Listen to what he says. 
Therefore God, your God, my God, has anointed you with oil of exultant joy and gladness above and beyond your companions. That exalted joy and that oil of gladness gets released in its fullness when you have stepped into taking possession, ownership of what you have. That's why you get elevated above your companions. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What does it do? It's all to do with sound. Nothing else. How does it work? Joy of the Lord is not by telling jokes and smiling the whole day. Joy of the Lord is inner joy, exultant joy, inner peace, excitement. To be in touch in the presence of the Father all the time. The joy of staring into the heavenlies, into the Spirit. And you see the different dimension and revelation of Jesus all the time. That gives you joy. What happens then? You're connecting heaven to earth. You release the sound of heaven. The devil hates that sound because he's been thrown out of heaven. What happens now? The people that's done deliverance will know. When you do deliverance in some demonic powers, it's really stinges. It's bad. We hate it as children of God. And exactly the same works the other way around. The sound of heaven, the demonic powers hate it. That's why the Lord says, the joy of your Lord, your strength, it's a weapon you've got. Because if you release that sound, they hate it, they run away from it, they don't want to get close to it. Sound of heaven, peace, exalted joy. I'm anointed to stand in the river of pleasure, the river of oil, the river of anointing. Out of the throne room. And my belly becomes a stream of, of living water. That is where we need to get to. The joy of the Lord. And you get it by having peace. By being seated in it. You're in the chamber of his heart. In that soaking room. That worship room. A place of rest where you sit. Be still. Be expectant. And you're just soaking in it. And you're just releasing that sound. Nothing can touch me. I'm seated in Him. I'm seated in Him. I become that instrument of impossible. I'm destroying Satan without even doing anything. By just sitting and releasing the sound. Because I'm in touch with my Father. What happens now? To be a son of God, to be a child, to have rulership becomes easy. Rulership, loving God, pursuing God, reading the Bible, seated in heavenly places, should be effortless. If it's your first love. If you seat in Him, if you are obedient, it is effortless. Then you don't have to beg, you don't have to ask. It just happens because you walk with them.
And further you, Lord, that lay the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of your hands. Who is he? Jesus is a son of God. What does God declare there? That you as sons will participate in creation. I'll share some other time if, if I come here again. How to participate in creation and how God uses you in the spiritual realms, different dimensions, different galaxies, how you participate in creation. It is not a story, it's a reality. You're a son of God. But first get your foundations right. Believe me, make sure who's your first love. Make sure you spend time in the Word. They will perish, but you remain and continue permanently. They will all grow old and wear out like a garment. They will perish, but you won't. They will perish, but you won't. Eternity. Like a mantle thrown about oneself, you will roll them up and they will be changed and replaced by others. But you remain the same and your years will never end or nor come to failure. Eternity declaration upon you, victory declaration upon you. Covenant. Blood of Jesus. Names of Jesus. It's been declared and released upon you. Have you stepped into it? Have you stepped into it? Are you ruling? As I said last night, it starts at home. Rulership at home. God first wants to trust you with the little things. Then the bigger things, then about your street, then your suburb, then your city, then your state, then your nation, and then nations. Goes on and on and on. Then heavenly places, heaven, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, eternity, perfection, all the different realms. The realm of the Lord, the realm of the Lord of Lords, the realm of the King, the realm of the King of Kings. And then Zechariah 3 comes into place where he said, you will come and you will rule my house, you will come and you will rule my courts. Rulership starts in your house. Taking possession, taking full ownership of it is in your house. Taking full possession of revival starts here. In your house. This is your house. When you take possession, you're accountable. You're accountable. And you are responsible. Don't always ask if you don't want to take the accountability and the responsibility. Beside to which of the angels has he ever said, this is, sit at my right hand, associated with me in my royal dignity, till I make your enemies a stool for your feet. Are not the angels all ministering spirits, servants sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. Everybody has been created with a choice to inherit salvation. The angels will help you. You just release them. As easy as that. 
effortless. To bring souls in the kingdom is actually effortless. You and I just need to reveal Jesus. Live Jesus. It is time. What Bonnie says, sit and let my people go. That's what Bonnie said. It's a great message. It is time to take possession of what has been given to you. And God will tell the devil, it is time. Judgment of you, let my people go. But you need to show the love and the desire to take possession, to take ownership, to take rulership. Not only by words, but by your actions, by your lifestyle. If you go and read through the word a lot of places where, where Paul speaks and he says, he tells the people when he speaks to them and writes to them, let us say, do only what I do and you do exactly like Jesus. Those are brave words. But that should be our words. You see, you can only say that if you see, if you've got relationship. You can only say that when you know you are controlled by Him and when He's your first love. When your desire is to love and glorify Him. Revival is an explosion of love. That is the fire. And that's why we all need to search our hearts so that we could release the explosion of love. I want to challenge all of you. Don't let this just be an outpouring. Let this be true revival. Learn to host His presence. Never, never think you had a good place that I can relax now. There are always more. It's eternity. It's always greater. The greater measures. And you want to participate. You want to be part of it. You don't one day just want to go to heaven. You want to be seated with the king. That is where you want to be. I want to tell you, you've got it. I don't know whom of you see in the spirit now, but there's a mantle upon this place of the Holy Spirit came in during worship. It's a mantle that looks like, the colors are like the rainbow and like pearl, but it's draped all over each and every one here. One huge mantle. And the fullness and the provision of heaven is inside of it. Receive it. Take it. Live it. We're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to activate it. I want the worship to come to release fire. To receive it. You receive your deliverance. You receive your healing. You receive the impartation of fire, of love. And you just go crazy for Jesus. Don't worry about the person. The thing is you need to surrender and let yourself go so that God can become everything in this place. And if you want to carry on worship, uh, carry on forever here. God will give them power. He'll give them might. He'll give them strength. If you truly love God and want Him to manifest, show Him. 
So I'm going to ask you, come to the front. Let's do impartation. Let's just release the fire of God. And you come and receive. Be expectant. Be excited. The exultant joy. That exalting anointing oil upon you. And the flavor of God.